Hey cool. everyone, welcome to Winbound After Hours. I've just noticed Ricky is the only one with a beer. What's going you, off? You like lightweight these days, aren't you? Yeah, well it is nine o'clock in the morning, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> I was busy doing work. Yeah. I was going to start. This this podcast uh, podcast is probably going to go out in about three weeks' time. I was going to mention the coronavirus, but I'm sure by then we'll get sick of hearing about it. So should we just should we talk about it or should we just move on? Uh, I've got not got much to say about it, to be fair. No. Mm, yeah, I don't think I can contribute. Yeah. Uh, anything new? Yeah. Okay, let's move Lead, on. I think you're a leading expert. <laughs> oh. Yeah. We've, got, we've got a working from home guide you can download. No, I'm joking. <laughs> the amount of those I've seen on Twitter this week is just unbelievable. Yeah. Work it's from a, home guide. It's quite, I don't know where your line is on ethical marketing, but I don't quite like seeing Jumping those the back of it. Yeah. tedious links to working from home with no. your software solution. Just just a next, shame. workflows with the plague. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Shame for all the events, I guess, that are getting yeah. postponed. This is a marketing we were very point, fortunate so. with ours just before it sort of... Kicked off, I suppose. The hug, the hug got cancelled. Yeah. True. Yeah. Our big um, annual one, Love Inbound. We managed to get in just before. With Paul's inside medical knowledge, you just showed us when it would break out. Yeah. We got it in the week before. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Good event as well. I mean, um, it's our second annual event. Do you want to chat about that? Really? Yeah. Really interesting event. So we last year we double our numbers in figures. Any positives? You want to go around the room? Anything good happen? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Form an orderly queue. I was, I was having a um, Yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> let's start with the one you said. You doubled the amount of people that were in the room. So it was about 150 people total. People turned up again. People turned that's up. Another good yeah, people came for a second time. So yeah, that's yeah. a good sign. Yeah. After the first one. That's yeah. an event organiser's dream. Um, speakers were good. Quality. Cheers, I think the bar you. was really high. Yeah, Paul in particular. Yeah. Uh, I think the bar was set as high as we could, really, for that sort of conference. Good feedback. Smiles on people's faces. Don't know what was negative. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. Uh, well done, Emily and everybody. Um, yeah. I know you run a lot of videos promoting it and stuff. Um, yeah, it was ace, wasn't it? Just bigger and better. Yeah. Who was your favourite speaker, Paul? Uh, probably Megan. Yeah. They were all, they were all good, obviously. Um, yeah. Everyone especially clients coming on and, and saying stuff. But um, Megan's content was right up my street. So yeah. that was my favourite. Yeah, you mentioned that's something we did a little bit different this year. We got three of our clients from different sectors, uh, different industries to come on stage and just chat about their their journey inbound. One of our clients has been with us seven years, another one's been with a year. That worked out really well, Ricky. I know you interviewed them on stage. Something it's a bit different, yeah. Um, it's an odd, an odd one from my side of the table because I... The week leading up to it, I was like, I wish I just did a talk because I could control where it was going to go. Mm. Um, but when I was up there, it was a lot easier than doing a talk, so I'm quite happy I did it, and it seemed to be quite well received. So yeah. It's funny, like, I think we, <clears throat> I know one of our clients is a bit more, not formal, but traditional, um, you know, quite surprised by the formats of the events, and we're sort of used to it, and I think it was... We had a DJ, there was like <laughs> drinks going, you know, food and drink. It was all quite casual. Yeah, but it's it's interesting how people perceive like events or what they expect. Yeah. Um, one of our clients is actually an events company and it was probably different to even how they run, run them in their industry, but glad that's how we do it. You know, yeah. it's a good excuse for a party. I love, I love how um, 
like you said, marketing conference it was. Yeah. Couple making it a digital 22 spanning it, coupled with pie and peas for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> for lunch. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Proper northern. It was. It's good. Yeah, I think, I think cookies. that's one thing we could probably improve on next year if we are nitpicking is we had a motiv- motivational speaker last year at the start of the event and after dinner, which got everyone back up, back up again. We never did that this oh, year. Yeah. So I think after pie and peas next year, we should get, should get Luke or another motivational speaker. I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Me and Ricky were in the queue and I said, we were on after dinner. So I'm going to go light. I don't want to be in a carb coma. Yeah. But then it was like mash. Yeah, go on then. Gravy, yeah. Peas, yeah. Cheese <laughs> pie, yeah. White, white shirt, gravy, peas. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going near this. So I had dry pie just to make sure I didn't like spit any on yet, like the, the outskirts of it. But yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. Outskirts of a pie. Yeah, yeah that's probably not the right word, is it? But <laughs> it, was it was big enough. Really impressed with the speaker lineup. I mean, there were people from all over the world. Weren't the uh, Luke come from San Diego? We had yeah. people from Boston, loads from London as well. A lot, yeah. of, lot of Southerners had travelled up to visit us. So thank you for that, guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Andrew, favourite speaker? I mean, I, I was going to say Megan, but I like Luke Carthy's more yeah. on the like technical SEO side. Great personality and new to us from like not just talking about inbound and like email and the content and stuff that we we probably expected to be talking about you know it was nice to have a bit of diversity on, on topics there so yeah good ricky but, yeah um another luke but um i like luke summerfield i will have heard most of his stuff before a hundred times i think he's a very good storyteller yeah. set yeah. the scene quite well um if you're looking for how to do a presentation, I think that's a, can't go too wrong with that model of setting the story, showed some examples of previous industries that have gone through similar evolutions and stuff and didn't get too in the detail. I thought it was quite a nice mm. flow to it. So, yeah, I enjoyed his. And he's obviously enthusiastic and a great, nice yeah. guy, so easy to listen to. Cool. I really liked uh, Kirsty. Kirsty's second talk, the fact that she's getting you think more about creativity as a leader so don't just throw people in a room and all start brainstorming she says a lot of people hold back they don't put the hand up uh, her suggestion was spend five or ten minutes with everyone brainstorming on their own in quiet and then share it with the team it'd be a lot more creative and productive so i've got loads out of her talk mm. because we were micing a lot of speakers up and doing it all i never got to listen to a lot of the full talk so i know alex our video guys editing these and they'll all be online very short what a plug Hmm? Yeah. What a plug. <laughs> yeah. and, where, and where will we find those? You'll find them on digital22.com <laughs> slash love inbound. Oh, we have to make that page now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought, give us a job to do. Everything. <laughs> Wrong website. Uh, Loveinbound.com. Just go, go to the blog, yeah. our blog, our social. Seamless. <laughs> Natural. <Okay>. Next. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so that was just <laughs> what, what is next, Andrew? No idea. What is next? We've done coronavirus and loving that. We ain't got anything else. Just, uh, t- talking about events, then. So it's a free event. <laughs> Mark, you're such a pro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a genuine genuine question so we, we, it costs a lot of money to put this free event on is it is it has it been worthwhile for us have we got any more customers from it are we going to do it have again any money's worth mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah for anyone who doesn't know mark that's a inside joke he's a yorkshireman yeah yes. i was gonna say he's a bit tight but you summed it up quicker than i would um have we got our money's worth i thought so like well guess what's our aim it's brand awareness it's good content it's the opportunity to meet more people face to face who are in the sales cycle mm. or our current customers and we can build relationships with so team training 
Team training, I guess, tick most of those boxes. Obviously, sales, we'll see. Because um, it's got to yeah. go through a cycle, but in terms of the marketing side, in terms of the relationship side... A good point, like, good I guess. Success. You talking about an event in that way is probably quite alien to some listeners who know events as get a list of leads, yeah. take it back to the boss. That's what you got. Whereas yeah. with Inbound and what we know about the whole sales process is we're really happy with the brand awareness, the videos we get out of it, the pictures we get you know the b-roll for our you know yeah. like that's all valuable to us um some companies might not be like what you're talking about but from a marketing <clears throat> perspective that is of equal value you know it's going to power our lead gem for the year ahead with the brand awareness and, and the content we get out of it and yeah, for sure. anyone who does something similar is that's a, a great thing to, to aim for not just who's going to sign on the day because that's not how we run that yeah. event. It's not. It's for learning. It's for inspiration. It's for just having a good day. Yeah, it's not and a desk at the back of the. No, the and you do see that. You know, it's not like sign up with HubSpot today. Sign up with the door on the way. Yeah, as was day two, but you know, ignore. But yeah, it's that's how we see events working yeah. really well, and it works for us. Fits in with our personality, and I think it was good. I really liked that two things internally it helped with is the team. Uh, getting a good training opportunity, like on the doorstep, some uh, world-class speakers and me. And then um, the people who don't normally get to meet the clients, meeting a lot of the clients who came. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was speaking to Molly yesterday. Um, she was ex excited to meet clients who she doesn't work for as well because there will be a time where she does work for them and it's just yeah. makes things easier down the line as well. Yeah. Mm, so they don't see many free events anymore, do you? They start anywhere from fifty nine up to hundred pounds per seat. I know it's something we talked about leaving them. What Andrew just said: do, do we put a ticket price on that, or do we do we keep it free? Do we keep it open and educational? It's one to answer for next year. Don't know anyone's thoughts are on that. Yeah, I think we've got a debrief some tomorrow, maybe, um, or sometime next week, um, to try and just decide what our goals are, but. Like we said already, you've just got to define what that is. If we're happy with the content, we're happy with the brand awareness, the touch points, the relationship building, you can do all that for free. If you want to generate revenue, then obviously you've got to pay for it. It's picking what you want out of the event, isn't it? Um, but I think what we try to do in the first two years is tick most of those marketing and kind of loose sales boxes of just having another touch point where people see us as authority and meet us face to face. Mm. Let's see. I'd imagine we'll keep it loosely like that, but be interesting conversation to have. Well, one thing I noticed, and like your guys' opinion on this, when you go over to uh, to Boston, as we do, there's twenty odd thousand people or ten thousand people at a marketing event. Rick and I went to one at the NEC last month, and there was Gary Vee speaking, Grant Cardo, and all the tops sort of marketing influential, and they struggled to get twelve hundred people in. And they, them ticket prices are only fifty pound per ticket, so it just makes you think: is is it worth us? pushing a bigger event or putting ticket prices and when these big players like the companies call success resources and they can't fill an arena so it's one of those I guess with that the pitch was so transparent in terms of what you were going to walk into it was obvious you were going to yeah. go into a pretty high pressure sales situation mm. um, <clears throat> an event that's not particularly got a great reputation for doing that they've kept I think if they'd have charged a thousand pound for a ticket but guaranteed none of that shit. They'd have yeah. had more people there. Yeah. Um, I don't think the speaker lineup was it. It's, it goes back to what you want out of the day, and they wanted sign-ups on the day. And you've obviously got these ludicrous <laughs> discounts mm. 
to do that. Um, T- tell us what you really thought the day, please. No, to be fair, like there was, we went knowing that. So it's yeah. like I know this is going to happen. Mm, I'm just going to stay out of it and take away two or three good things from the day, and then it's for fifty pound. It's well worth it. So we got good value out of it. Uh, Russell Brand was he was great, brilliant. funny, like going to stand up at the end. To be fair, but. Yeah. Um, the people who kind of probably went there a little bit unaware of what they were walking into, I can imagine, was an eye opener for them. Mm. I think it's a good um, just bringing it back to like the, um, our reasons for doing the event for marketing and stuff, and trying to apply it to our clients um, or, or listeners who are in house marketer who are thinking what they could get out of the marketing event, hosting a, an event. Sorry, mm. um, marketing benefits of doing it. How have we, because it's free, how have we tracked what makes it a success? Yeah, I mean, what, one example is we won't name the client. We knew, we knew we got a client from last year event out of it, which if you look at the lifetime value of that client, it's, it's well, well paid for itself on the ROI. That's one way of looking at it. Um, but from a content point of view, we've probably got six months worth of content on this one. I don't know, what do you guys think? Yeah, exactly that. It's amazing how many... People run events and don't even film them. Like yeah. it happens all the time, and it's just such an insane leave of money on the table, isn't it? Of, for the cost of putting a camera there and editing and the talk talk editing is not exactly like mm. you're not doing loads of editing and stuff. It's a low value thing, isn't it? So getting maximizing what you can out of it seems people do seem to leave a lot of money on the table when you look at it from a marketing perspective. Um, I'm sure we leave a lot of money on the table from a sales perspective as as well. So I'm open to that criticism. But yeah, it's amazing trying to get every we try and get every penny out of the marketing of it, don't we? And that's when how we look at the ROI is mm. if we were to try and get the people we got on good quality video with us or come in and do these things face to face, we'd have had to either mm. flown to America. Yeah. Uh, twice different cities cost us that money travel to London travel to these places haul the kit around with us wouldn't have been that far off a similar price to having the whole thing we had for the, for the, to get the same content out of it so what do we what do we have to put in then to get out of it so you got obviously the topic obviously our topic is marketing because marketing is yeah. what we do but do you reckon that works for any B2B setting any it doesn't work for no, I think if you've got an audience, like yeah. our audience is marketing managers, yeah. we put on the page, this is an event for marketing managers and the content will be for marketing managers, in-house marketing managers. If you go that specific on, we have a persona, this is who this event is for and all the talks at this event will be helpful for that person. You've kind of written your own editorial really because you've got like, we know every talk will be valuable to that audience even if we de- deliver it as videos on the internet or as webinars or as blogs or whatever. Yeah. It should tick the boxes, shouldn't it? So in any, as long as people are putting events on with that lens, I can't see any industries it wouldn't work for, really. I think a lot of people treat the event as the end goal or the lead up to it as the campaign itself and then you get people through the door Mm. and then just whatever happens, happens or hopefully the sales team take over at that point. Whereas I definitely look at it from a, it is just part of a bigger campaign, even though it's a huge thing. It is, you've got emails leading up to it, social, whatever. Um, you've got build up, you've got the day, which creates a whole lot of content um, and sales and all that sort of stuff. But then that's sort of the midpoint of the campaign. And then you've got the follow on 
other half, which is again email, social, roundup video, um, and all the in HubSpot at least the, the data you get out of that, acting on that, and, and springing up other triggers. So, it's, I guess anyone considering an, an event, just either just just think of the before and afters for for me. Um, because I think that's where some people fall down and think about what are they going to talk about. Well, it, it does matter, but for me, if it is, you, you pick your niche and you know the people, the influential people. We knew, like, um, the people, we didn't tell them what to, what the talk should be about. We didn't give them a script, but we know that everything they talk about is a val- valid and valuable to our audience. So let that just be a really high-value p- piece of, like, content or like uh, an experience for the for the audience but it's also not just the people that attended on the day it's everybody else your whole entire audience your database whatever and, and let that run and then you've got all your other bits to sort of validate it either side um it's yep. way of looking at it good chat i think one thing for the listeners as well is this our, our annuals it's a lot of investment a lot of sorting out but we do we do a smaller version paul mentioned earlier we have our our quarterly hug meeting where there's only 40 attendees which is free so think about that for your business and then there's the even smaller version where you could do a free workshop half day workshop where there's only six attendees so the events the event size the scale and different versions start off small and build up that's our advice that's what we did yeah, for sure, we did. Yeah, must have done the hugs for yeah. two years before we did Love Inbound. So yeah. we'd run eight. Well, we did it in two cities, didn't we? So we ran between eight and 16. Yeah. 40 people events before we did that one, yeah. which is good because it gives you experience in how long talks actually last, how much padding be- put between talks, yeah. how to get speakers and ask for them and how long it takes them to put the slides together and all of the sort of extreme basics, but at least you learn it on a tiny scale mm. rather than on that setting i think again you've mentioned it before it's our own personal learning we've all spoke at many hugs and proven our public speaking skills and that that overall in our team has been really beneficial so definitely give it a go yeah for sure cool any any other subjects before we close for the day i've got an olive tree tickling the back that's, of my head uh, repeatedly and it's I really that's not moment. on the mic because <laughs> yeah, it's driving me crazy just just move three centimeters it's quite up. a large olive tree okay all oh, right okay. <laughs> and then i'm away from the mic but no that's always been there yeah the the set he's been moved more oh, towards right, the, okay. the tree yeah. there's always something new <clears throat> right, so always, yeah, yeah. There is. It's, it's like GDD set dressing. Yeah, I find it, it is, fun. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. interesting. So I'll learn from that for next week. I'm not going to stick my head in an olive tree and try and do a podcast. <laughs> Did you drink all your beer before we finished? Yeah. Is it gone? Well, about halfway through, mate. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thanks See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.